Welcome to Ode to Games. I'm Kevin Valine, joined alongside Zach Ross. How you doing, Zach? I'm doing fantastic. We got a lot to talk about. That we do. Logan Plant's also here. How you doing, Logan? As an enormous fan of uh, horror sci-fi video games, uh, this has been an outstanding week for me. Yeah. Oh boy, <laughs> we'll be getting into that one of the one of the showcases that a wide variety of titles. You know, you just never knew what was going to be coming next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get into uh-huh. Summer Game Fest. Uh, let's talk about the biggest showcase that we had in the past week. Nintendo, we still don't know what they're doing. They haven't announced anything. Rumors are that it could be at the end of this month, but we do not know. So as of now, the biggest showcase Sad. would be Microsoft and Bethesda. And why don't we... Well, let, let's see. Before we get into the actual announcements, I want to ask you two, since you both own an Xbox now, you're part yep. of the Xbox ecosystem... What are your thoughts on this presentation as a whole, as someone who owns the console? Logan, I'll throw it to you first. I thought it was one of the best presentations I've seen from Microsoft. I thought that the last like three years, really, since we started to gear towards this new generation has been, I I mean, we joked about it a lot last year. It's just these cinematic trailers that tell you nothing about what the actual game is. Kevin's prediction for one of the announcements we were going to give this week was actually fell in line with that, that it was just going to be another cinematic story trailer for which game was it? Uh, Uh, That was Contraband. We did not see Contraband. It did not show up. Yeah, (laughs) but this was pretty much gameplay for every game they showed. This is a very gameplay-focused show. So I felt, even if I was not personally interested in whatever game they were currently showing at the time, I was still engaged by seeing, hey, this is what this game's actually going to look like. The only exception to that was Hideo Kojima showing up and saying he's working on some cloud game with Xbox, which is very mysterious, but... It's Hideo Kojima, so obviously that's going to hold everybody's attention too. So I thought it was a really good presentation, and there's, I just love seeing at the end of almost every game shown coming to Game Pass day one. That just continues to be an enormous deal. And then seeing 15 minutes of Starfield at the end and like 10 minutes of Redfall at the start, the two big games we said we needed to see at this thing. Yeah, I thought I thought they killed it. There wasn't a lot in the way of new surprises, but... I think that's fine because for years I feel like Xbox has started to kind of show the same games over and over with not much new to say about them. It's the same kind of rut PlayStation found themselves in a few years ago. So to see, okay, these games are actually getting close to come at, coming out and here's what they look like. I thought it was huge all the way around. Yeah, with the new surprises, it's it's nice to have a show where instead of the new surprises being a very short CG trailer with no gameplay and having no idea when you're going to see this thing again to actual gameplay... Yeah. I, I think I, I think I'd take the latter. Zach, what'd you think as a whole? Yeah, I absolutely agree. I thought it was an absolutely fantastic presentation, choosing to focus on gameplay for games coming out roughly within the next year, trying to generate hype for games that are, you know, not many years out. I think that was a very smart decision and it kept me invested the whole way through, especially kicking off with Redfall. So yeah, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Definitely. Uh, a really good way to tie everything together was the whole concept of like, here's everything you can play on Xbox within the next calendar year. Like I think Mm -hmm. for Xbox specifically where they've been the last couple of years, I think that was huge for them to finally show like, Hey, here is a map of everything that's going to be coming out this year. You're going to be playing all these games and you get to see gameplay ahead of time. I think that was really smart. So let's get into the big capper of the show. And that was Starfield. We heard that got delayed to next year. 
but they came in swinging with a lot of gameplay, showing some of the gunplay, the customization, some of the exploration. Um, I think for me, uh, the biggest thing was the level of customization on a lot of this stuff. Obviously, you have character customization and you have all of these different perks that you can add to your character, which I thought were really cool. You know, like backstory quirks and things that can that can change things up. The ship customization was super cool, I thought. Yeah. I'm not going to be one if I ever played it to go super hard into the customization of that stuff. But it seems like there is a ton of options for that sort of customization, which looks really cool. And then the outposts are coming back from Fallout 4, which with the amount of planets seems really cool that you could just go out to a random planet uh, and, and just create your own uh, your own outpost. So I think for me, the customization was... One of the cooler things uh, that I saw, Zach. What did, what did you think of the uh, of the Starfield showcase? I thought, you know, as someone who's not super into the space genre of video games, I thought this actually looked really good. Um, my biggest concern is that you know that big reveal at the end of one thousand planets that there you can is. explore, which is uh, you know a little concerning because to me that sounds you know they're procedurally generating some stuff. So they might they be a lot be. more barren. Exactly. Because you can't go in and you can't, you know. And these are uh, seemingly versions. whole planets. This isn't like, oh, you land and here is this mm. one location on this planet that you get to explore. It seems like it's pretty explorable, all these planets. Yeah. The first planet that they were, you know, exploring in the trailer, they made a point of zooming out and then spinning around the planet, making it. And I think specifically saying you can go anywhere on this planet. And not only that, there's a thousand planets to explore. So if a big chunk of this game is just going to these, you know, barren planets that generally kind of look the same or, you know, it's, you know, populated with, you know, one building here or there, you know, that's not really for me. But, you know, at least there's some options. Well, I actually have more information on that because there was an interview with Todd Howard yesterday that went up over on IGN and they asked him about that. And he basically said that hundreds of those planets are just for people who want to like live in this world and play this game forever. And that there is a golden path and that the mm -hmm. main story of Starfield will kind of follow what you expect from like a Skyrim or a Fallout with a lot of dialogue, a lot of unique locations. But then like after you've completed that, I mean, right, these... Bethesda Game Studios games only come out like once every like six years, six or seven years. And there's some people who are like, that's all they play. Like people are still playing Skyrim and still playing like Fallout 4 and still playing Fallout 3 and New Vegas. So like if you want to live in this game forever, once you've completed all the main path and side quests that there are to find, there there's hundreds of planets for you to go and conquer and build bases on and just kind of play in this sandbox but for like us three who would never devote probably more than like uh, say 100 hours at most to this game if we just wanted to see a lot of what it had to offer there is that main path there and that uh over 200,000 lines of dialogue is the number thrown out and these characters and side quests that you would expect so that kind of eased my concerns about it that even if some of these planets are samey and procedurally generated and not super interesting we'll never see them because it's not a part of the the main path experience I guess the point, uh, the, the the question though is why did why did you have to go that far? Was it just for like a buzzword of like over a thousand? Because if you had like two or three hundred, that would be a lot. Because seemingly mm -hmm. the main quest would be, you know, about the size of the one galaxy that they showed off, and that galaxy was what about thirteen or fourteen planets 
in there. And that seemed like, wow, that, that was a fair amount. A thousand just seems like a lot. And they also talked about how, oh, we have like four major cities on here, you know, four, four major cities. And they didn't really specify anything beyond that in terms of like settlements or other smaller things. Man, I feel like a lot of that is just going to be a whole lot of nothing. And it's it's great for the people that, that want to go there for it. But I wonder if, if it was worth the effort to create a thousand different planets that maybe not many people are going to go to because there's just nothing on it. I guess the base building is kind of a bigger deal because No Man's Sky didn't really have any base building at the start. Whereas where if you went to a planet, it's just a barren planet and you just like mine it for resources. Whereas here, I guess you can craft a base on it to sort of make it your own and give it some more character than it would procedurally generated. But still, a thousand seems a little bit overkill to me. I could have taken half of that and thought that was still maybe a little too much. Mm hmm. And they did also point out that they have used procedural generation in the Fallout and Skyrim games too. So it's not like a new thing for them to do that here. They just are kind of doing it on a larger scale than they've much done before. Larger. <laughs> much larger. But yeah, I think I think it's interesting. Again, there are people out there that I think will appreciate that, right? Like some people just buy one game a year. Next year, that game will be Starfield and it will be all they play for like the next few years. So I think that's cool that there's a lot of random stuff for the, them to go and find to do on these planets and kind of have their own adventure. But I was just glad to hear that, yeah, it's not it's not a core part of the game to have to go to hundreds of these maybe samey. We don't know. Maybe they pull it off really well and it's really cool, but we don't know right now. I'm just glad that they have kind of the the golden path as they call it to, to to just plow through but i thought the game looked really cool uh i think yeah there are obviously no man's sky comparisons especially when you open with a clip of them shooting a mining laser beam at some at some yeah, resources. collecting resources mm -hmm. yeah that's literally what you do in no man's sky um but yeah i thought a lot of the alien designs looked really cool i thought that huge city looked really cool i am very excited that there is space combat that looked pretty interesting so yeah, I got my eye on this one, especially with a, a day one Game Pass launch. I'll definitely be trying it out. There's no reason not to, yeah, to just give too. it a few hours and see what I think. Yeah, there's yeah, no not, risk. Not the which... type of game that I would buy, probably, but absolutely going to try it out since it is on Game Pass. Yeah, what would you guys think of some of the actual gameplay that was shown? Off? I was kind of surprised at when they showed you getting to that planet, kind of walking up and you see the little crab dude that walks. It was kind of chugging a little bit. Like, I yep. I, I, I'm not... I'm not sure why they chose to show that off. That didn't that didn't look very good. Now we get to the the space combat and that looks a lot better. That looks really cool, but I don't know. I was a little bit surprised that they decided to show that it it didn't uh, show Starfield in the best light, I don't think. I think it's good this thing got delayed. Is my takeaway from that. Like this thing's not ready to come out in 5 months. <laughs> uh yeah. so I I think it's good that it was delayed. What did you guys think of the customization options? Dude, the I'm... character stuff is crazy. Like, you, there's like 20 different like backgrounds you can pick for them. One of them's like a chef. I think that's the class I'm gonna. My starting class is gonna be a chef who has like good knife skills and can craft like special healing food. That sounds really funny. Uh, and then the character stuff was cool too. And then yeah, building your ship um, looks looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, I was very interested when they brought up the ship customization. For some reason, it just like. I really want to make my own ship like the Millennium Falcon or the Starship Enterprise and just be like, yeah, that's my ship. It's like the gummy ship, but way, that's way the more first thing I thought of. <laughs> that is the first thing I thought but of. But not like Duplo blocks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> exactly. Actual, actual stuff. <laughs>
Yeah. So overall, uh, what did you think of uh, of the Starfield showing? Do you think do you think it showed well? It just kept going, man. So I was working on um, screenshots for this presentation, making uh, galleries of all the announcements. And for every other trailer, I made about like 10 to 15 screenshots because that's how long the length of the trailer was. For Starfield, I had over 100 because that's how long this was. It just kept going. And it would go back to Todd Howard and be like, okay, we're done. And he'd be like, here's a look at the customization. Here's a look at the space battles. Like it just kept going. I think it was... It was, it was awesome how they kind of handled this. There was no big cinematic intro. It was like a brief, like 15 second teaser, like, okay, it's Starfield time. And then right into gameplay the whole time. Like, I just, I love how they handled it. Uh, yeah, the game does look like it's in progress, but I think that, I mean, there's a lot to talk about this here. It's very clearly a very ambitious project and I'm excited to hear more of it uh, over the next few months. And that's really the goal of these things is to get us excited to talk about them and hear more about these games. So. Yeah, I really thought it accomplished its job. Zach, are you going to play it? Yeah, I'm definitely going to play it, especially, like I said, day one game pass. Really not a lot of reason not to play it. Um, just got to get my money's worth. Hope it runs well on Series S. I hope Ooh, that yeah. we're gonna be, good yeah, <laughs> Getting to some bigger games where it's like, oh boy, how yeah. <laughs> how is this going to run on Series S? We also learned that Elder Scrolls 6 is going to be coming after Starfield, and Fallout 5 is going to be coming after Elder Scrolls 6. So we've got Bethesda set for the next 40-odd years, probably. Oh, my gosh. So. Sounds about right. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the Fallout uh, one was like, really? Because they what they announced Elder Scrolls 6 with that teaser like four years ago. And yeah, at that was... time, they were like, Starfield, then Elder Scrolls. Now Starfield had not nothing. even out. <laughs> and they're like starfield then elder scrolls then fallout 5 so what is fallout 5 gonna be like 2038 like that that could be realistic that could be a real release date for that game it's like yeah, we're probably not gonna be seeing elder scrolls 6 until the latter half of this decade yeah you know yeah 2026 7 at the earliest earliest i would think because what Fallout everything... Four came out in 2015. 15, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's been will have been eight years since the last Bethesda Game Studios game. By the time Starfield comes out, and games are only taking longer to make. As the, at, there's a as thousand planets. Dump in a thousand yeah. plus planets. Uh-huh. So yeah, that was that was Starfield, the biggest game at the show. Let's get into some of the other ones. Forza Motorsport. This is not Forza Motorsport Eight. This is Forza Motorsport. Not to be confused with Forza Motorsport. I was very original confused. Xbox. I didn't really understand. <laughs> I can't remember if it was, if they ever put a number on it. Was it always Forza Motorsport and they just never announced a a number on it? I thought they had numbers. For, for this them. one? For this one, yeah. Yeah, they've never had a number. Yeah, okay. it's always been Forza Motorsport. Hate that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll always hate that. But yeah, it got a gameplay trailer, showed off a map from the original Forza Motorsport, and graphics that's that's the biggest deal here they're showing off the the day night cycle and how that changes how how it changes the track and the traction of of the tarmac that you're driving on showing off some of the cars showing off some of the damage models which for me that was always the most fun is seeing the damage models and be like yo i'm gonna i'm gonna race the the nascar track backwards and get into some gnarly crashes but the <laughs> the damage models looked really good it's forza motorsport what did you guys think yeah, I mean, it looked great. It looked admittedly very, very good. 
Um, the big draw for when Logan and I got into Forza Horizon was the off-road racing and like the open world aspect. So I think we're a little less interested. I don't want to speak for Logan, but I think we're a little less interested in this. That being said, we probably are going to try it out because it is it's coming to Game, Game Pass. Pass. Yeah. It, it's probably going to be pretty large for my little series S. So I don't <laughs> even know if I'll have the space for it, but uh, it, it did look admittedly, you know, very, very good. I think this one, uh, so Horizon 5 came out on Xbox One and still looked amazing on yeah. Series S. This is a Series exclusive, I'm pretty sure. I don't think yes. this is coming out. So, boy, this is, thing is a, a showcase. Like when they were saying like, oh, yeah, and the damage is like down to the individual scratch. I was like, this is just, do games need to look this good? Like, do, do we need <laughs> things to look this amazing? I'm glad it does because it's it's super cool to look at, but. Yeah, I, I, I'm excited to try this game out for a little bit. Doubt I'll get invested in it like Horizon 5, like Zach said, but very excited about the Horizon news that we did get in this <laughs> We did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think Forza Motorsport and Forza Horizon 5 have two very different fan bases. You, you look mm-hmm. at Motorsport, and that's getting really into the nitty-gritty of the cars and of specific racing tracks. Like, that is a m- much more of a sim racer, whereas... Forza Horizon is much more of an arcadey racer, and it gets even more arcadey when you bring back the Hot Wheels DLC. Yes. Hot Wheels is back. It was in Forza Horizon 3 as DLC, skipped 4, and now it is back for Forza Horizon 5. I had fun with the uh, with the little bit that I played of the Hot Wheels expansion in Forza Horizon 3. You guys have played Forza Horizon 5. What did you think of uh, bringing Hot Wheels back? It looked so good. It looked so crazy. Like they're up above the clouds in these tracks, driving on the big orange strip in just this beautiful, gorgeous sky setting. I thought it looked so cool. And they announced that the it's going to be fully co-op from the very start. So no like intro missions where you have to race alone or anything like that. So Zach and I can jump into the whole thing together. Um, we I have a lot of cars that are way too fast for just driving around the open world. So being having a place where it'll be fun to use those will be really cool. And then just like, I mean, I loved Hot Wheels when I was a kid. So it'll just be super fun to to race on, on this bright orange track. I'm super excited. This is actually my favorite thing in the show. Uh, and it's coming out <laughs> next month. Like they're dropping it in Almost a month. Almost here. We How do does the DLC it? work for, for, uh, for game? Yeah. game Pass? Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll have, have to pay, pay for the DLC separately. Yeah. Yeah, Zach, what do you I'm think? I'm fine with that. I thought it looked absolutely fantastic. Uh, I really have been wanting a reason to hop back into Forza Horizon. I hop, I hopped in recently and played like 20 minutes of it. And I was like, uh, I really need something to bring me back into this game because so, it is just so fun to just hop in and drive around. So this, this was very good timing. What I thought was cool, they have a track editor with uh, the all the Hot Wheels items and all the little track pieces so you can kind of craft your own you know, racetracks and, and share them with other people, which is super cool. Yeah. I'm excited to see what Logan comes up with for us to race. <laughs> Some nonsense. <laughs> yep, exactly. I mean, yeah. that's the point. It's hot wheels. Hot wheels is always nonsense. Yep. Uh-huh. Dumping yeah. But I'm just glad this is coming and... back. Cause what they had the Lego one in four, which yeah, I didn't yeah. buy. Cause it didn't look as interesting as the hot wheels. So I'm super glad that's coming back. Just that trailer is just bonkers. Like some of the twists and turns on the tracks they're driving on just look so creative and so fun. And it, it really did. Like you were saying, Kev, it really showed the two sides of the coin of Forza where it's like the tarmac changes the traction on the wheels. And it's like, you want to drive on some hot wheels tracks here in Forza horizon five? Like, I love that the Horizon series exists. I had so much fun in five last year. Yeah. 
Super good. Also, uh, Forza Motorsport Spring 2023. I couldn't remember if they showed that off in the trailer or if it was only on the blog afterwards. I don't know if they did. Well, yeah, what? Because I remember watching the trailer and then being like, oh, okay, we don't know when it's coming out. And then I pulled up the blog later and it's like Spring 2023. I'm like, okay, yeah. there it is. I don't know why they do that. I don't. Why wouldn't that be in the trailer? Was that a last <laughs> pretty, minute decision? Pretty important information. This thing's coming yeah, out yeah. in spring. You got to find it on the yep. blog, though. Sorry. <laughs> but we Red already fall. knew it was oh. coming next 12 months. Next we 12 do. months, no matter what. It's yep. based on so. the presentation. So that's it's all that matters. Cool. Zach, you want to talk about Redfall? This is yeah. this is uh this is your studio. Arcane. What'd you that, think? That is, in fact, one of my favorite all-time studios, makers of Dishonored series, Deathloop, uh, Prey. I've heard is good, but it's have yet to get into it. Uh, they kicked off the show with some Redfall gameplay, which was like the only one of my predictions from last show that came true, which was the most obvious prediction because this game is coming out early next year, recently got delayed, but I thought it looked very good. It is, It looks a lot like a co-op arcane game, so definitely, you know, kind of what I expected, but they showed off some gameplay of, I think... A couple of the characters, there's four playable character options for co-op. You can do the whole campaign co-op. Uh, and I also watched the um, the developer interview with Harvey Smith afterwards. So I, there, I do know some stuff that wasn't in the brief trailer they showed at the beginning. So there's four playable characters that you can choose off from the beginning. And oof. Sorry, guys. I need a break. I got out of breath. I know. <laughs> Get too excited. Red I'll Bull. jump in here. I'll jump in. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I thought I thought this game looked really cool. I was uh, so it does look like an arcane game, but with multiple players. And I was a little bit worried that it was going to be like some sort of um, like more multiplayer focused, like super spongy enemies, like something like that. Mm -hmm. But it does look like, yeah, if you just took like Dishonored or Deathloop and just threw in two players. And I think that that looks really cool. And yeah. I think that's what we were hoping, Zach and I were hoping for to want to play this together was that it wouldn't be a super grindy, annoying multiplayer experience. So yeah, I was pleased with what we saw. Uh, I thought it looked really great. And then again, I just can't believe the value the, the, it's every announcement the game pass ads like everything we've talked about starfield forza redfall games that would be 70 dollars on ps5 mm -hmm. that are just there and that's just super super cool those are all coming out next year and so it's like that's like 200 dollars that you'd be spending to buy all three individually it's just yeah. incredible I, I, it's just unbelievable Crazy really deal. yeah yeah and this game isn't just co-op it is a single player option you can go in choose your own character out of the four there aren't any bots that you know take the places of the other three playable ca character options so it's just a completely single player experience if you decide to play it alone and if you play with you know two three or four people you can do that as well um, but the save is locked to the host of the session but character progress is saved for whichever character you choose so you know there are some caveats to that but still looks very good so far from what we've seen. Definitely gave off some Left 4 Dead vibes with uh, that, you know, four playable yeah. characters going in with, uh, you know, killing these these enemies. It definitely feels like it's going for that that kind of vibe. And it, it looked like it pulled it off pretty well. And it's nice that they give you the option of doing it in single player or up to four players. Gives you a bunch yeah. of options. Absolutely. I feel like Bethesda's starting to already feel like first party Xbox. 
like they already feel associated in my brain. Like seeing these two games, it's like, yeah, those are Xbox games. Not like, oh, these should be on PlayStation, but they're not. I guess like that announcement was over a year ago. So I'm already feeling like Bethesda and Xbox are intertwined, which I think is a good thing for them. And they've got the joint presentation. It's called Xbox Bethesda. So, yeah, you know, they they are together. They they are one at this point. And Xbox needed that because they're two biggest games from this showcase redfall and starfield you go back a year ago those were not xbox exclusive games yeah at the time so they it is already paying dividends with uh with pumping up that library so that was redfall a smaller one that i just want to highlight for a second a light year frontier just because it's a farming game but a lot of farming games go for that harvest moon style stardew valley style and for good reason you know, it's tried and true, works really well. Stardew's great. But this one had a very interesting twist where you're like in this mech on these uh, planets and you're and you're doing the farming within the mech, which I thought was an interesting little little change from from normal farming sims. So I'm, I'm kind of excited to see where that one goes. Uh, that's going to be coming out in spring 2023. I don't even remember seeing that one. <laughs> I remember seeing it. Yeah. It looked okay. <laughs> I love farming games, and yeah. I'm always interested when they try and give a little bit of a different spin on it rather than just a very by-the-numbers farming game. So thought I'd throw that in there. Not because it was forgettable, but because I was I was working during it. I didn't get to have my full eye on everything when I was like working on working on like a, a gallery for something else. So some of these things I had to skip by, but that sounds cool. You going to see Lightyear in theaters, Kevin? I'm not going to, I don't know. Does it come out same day in Japan? I don't know. I was not, I was not thinking about it. I kind of, I kind of forgot about that movie. Uh-huh. Is that out? It yeah. comes out. Uh, yeah. This weekend. God, I feel right. like I've Pro- seen a thousand different trailers for that movie. Mm-hmm. Probably really not. I'll probably them. play Lightyear frontier instead. I think that's more okay. up my alley of the, yeah. uh, of the farming sim. A couple of uh, narrative driven games. I don't know if uh, either of you were really interested in these, but, they, they look like I'm they'd be up your alley. Both. First one being As Good Dusk Falls. And uh, this was the one with kind of like a, a picture art style where it's like moving, moving pictures. Motion graphic novel kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I can't decide if I like or don't like how it looks because like you hear the voice acting, but their lips aren't moving because it's just still images of them. It's an inter- it's a very interesting style for sure. Um, yeah, I'm, I want to play this one. It comes out next month. I think it'd be fun to play with like a group of people. Because yes, it has like up to eight, to eight player multiplayer, yeah. right? Yeah. Up to um, eight players. But I just can't decide what I think of the visual style. If it bothers me, if I think it would get exhausting to play a full game like that, or if I think it's really cool because it is really unique. So I'm torn on this one. Yeah, it's definitely an artistic choice. And it's cool that they're trying something different. But I think I was kind of the same way. There were a couple of times when it, when it was like, man, man, I wish this kind of flowed a little bit better. I know that it's not mm-hmm. going to because that's the style that they're going for. But there were some mm-hmm. instances where it felt a little bit stilted when, you know, the character speaking is just speaking very normally. And there's they're trying to run after somebody. And it's just like, boop, boop, as they're as they're slowly moving forward. I, I couldn't tell if I was into it or not. Zach, what'd you think? Yeah, I thought it was definitely an interesting decision, but I feel like that art style might really cut the tension. And it seems like it's a game that's going for high anxiety situations. So I don't know if they're really going to pull it off very well, but uh, and I'm probably not going to play it. But, you know, we'll see. Is that Game Pass? I assume it's Game Pass. Yes, I think so. Yeah, so you could. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. coming out very soon. That's July 19th. 
The other one being uh, Pentiment. This is from Obsidian. So Obsidian is working on what, the Outer Worlds too. They're working on that other medieval RPG mm -hmm. game uh, mm -hmm. that just got that little trailer. And they're also working on this one narrative. Wait, that was game there? No, it wasn't. Avowed? I was just saying. Oh, okay. No, oh, I was like just saying that they're also that working like on that. A couple years ago. Yeah, yeah a couple years mm -hmm. ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, another interesting art style, going back to like medieval styles. And it looks like you're really kind of picking the dialogue as you go. It gives you the dialogue that your character is going to say. And then it gives you a couple of options of how you want to answer this specific piece of information. And then that changes how, how the dialogue goes, depending on which one you picked. Zach, did, uh, were you interested in this one at all? Yeah, I think this one kind of drew my attention a little bit more than than the other one. For some reason, I kind of like the old medieval art style that you find in those old medieval texts. So, and I love decision-based games. So, this one actually held my attention really well, and I am actually pretty interested in it. Me too. Cool. It's from Obsidian, yeah. also. Like, yeah, I, I guess I, I thought they were going to be kind of relegated to like the big open-world sandbox RPGs, but to see them making this this uh kind of smaller scope project it looks really really cool and i also love an art style that is like based on like what art from this time looks like when you think of this time period you think of art that looks like this game looks i think that's super unique yeah yeah really cool game really nice when developers are given the opportunity to make something that's not just in the franchise that they always make give them and this was give such them a good freedom show. to and that's big for xbox too because they've had shows in the past where it all really blends together they show a bunch of games where it's either just a cg trailer so it kind of inherently looks the same because you can't really tell what the game is going to be or they just have a bunch of games that have very similar gameplay so it's very nice to have games like mm -hmm. this interspersed so it's like okay something a little bit different to kind of break up uh, if, if games started to feel a little bit samey it, it makes games stick out more i think yeah for sure Diablo 4 was also shown off. First look at gameplay in 2023. Have you guys played Diablo at all? I just remember back in high school when it was Diablo 3 came out and that had yeah. some nasty DRM and some gross stuff with the marketplace. I remember there was a whole fervor about that. Never played a Diablo. They turned that game guys. around though. Yeah. They did. Like, yeah. Eventually. I mean, this was a decade ago now. <laughs> yeah. And when I was in high school, I did play a good amount of Diablo 3 with a friend of mine because it was co-op and uh, he had it and he wanted to play it and I really enjoyed it you know what we did play of it we never beat it but we played a good amount and I had a lot of fun with it so I have been keeping my eye on Diablo 4 and I think it looks really good so far Logan did you have any thoughts on, Dude, on Diablo 4? The visual style looked amazing like I thought yeah. it just looked so beautiful I guess you think of like a top-down hack and slash game like this and don't really think uh, you kind of think in your head, you know what it's going to look like, but man, visually, this game just looked amazing to the point where I really, really want to play it, and I will on Game Pass. So yeah, I'm excited for this Together. one. I've always wanted to get into Diablo. Zach and I have toyed with playing Diablo three before, but I think that we'll just play Diablo four because it, it looks amazing. Coming out pretty soon in 2023, and it looks like there's a bunch of content that was for better or for worse. If, if you're really into big games, they really highlighted that you have. A bunch of uh, a bunch of stuff to do before the main story ends, and then hey, here's all of this other content that opens up after the main story is completed. It sounds like uh, the world kind of changes with how you play, with different dungeons kind of showing up as as you finish things. It looks pretty cool. That was Diablo Four. 
Activision still needs to get its crap together, by the way. I'll, I'll oh, throw yeah. that out there while, while praising what their game looks like. <laughs> they got a lot of issues, Activision Blizzard. Hopefully, if this thing goes through with Microsoft, that they can they can do something about that. At the very least, it sounds like Microsoft is much more open to the unions that are being formed at Activision, whereas Activision themselves were actively yep. trying to crush those. So mm-hmm. that's good at the very least. Is that least. what Activision stands for? <laughs> god all right this one was pretty big for me and a bit of a concern at (laughs) at the start when they first showed this thing off we have persona 3 portable persona 4 golden and persona 5 royal or as phil spencer called it persona 5 royale uh, (laughs) was shown off for xbox all three coming out royal is going to be coming out first on october 21st and then Persona 3 Portable and Persona 4 Golden will be coming out after that. But at the start, it was just Xbox and PC. We didn't learn that it was coming to PlayStation and Steam for a couple of days. So the internet was kind of a blaze. Of, is, did they really go full exclusive on this? Did, did Xbox pay mm-hmm. a bunch of money? And no, they only paid to get the exclusive announcement for the first few days. There was apparently an embargo where... And Game Pass. At- Atlas. And they surely and, paid and they for Game, Game Pass. Pass. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had an embargo for Atlas. But they couldn't say anything. But this was one of my predictions, not for this show. I had this prediction for a different show. Can honestly say I did not expect Xbox to be the one showing off uh, the Persona yeah. series. But this is huge. I'm glad it's coming to PlayStation because I don't have an Xbox. But for Xbox owners, this, this is big. Persona 5 Royal and Persona 3 and Persona 4 coming to the console is massive Massive yeah i feel like we were just hoping for four golden on consoles and now Mm -hmm. all three of these things come into xbox that's a big deal zach are you gonna finally play persona 5 now it's on xbox uh probably not but i am interested in persona 4 so that's also coming to game pass next year yeah a little bit surprised at the release schedule of that i'm assuming as of now that they're going to be coming out around the same time frame, of course. Uh, Persona 5 Royal, that'll just be the PS5 version. You can already play it mm-hmm. on PS5 with backwards combat with, with PS4. But I am a little bit surprised at how long it'll it'll take Golden, and I guess Persona 3 Portable, but Golden's been on PC for so long. I was kind of assuming that whenever it got announced for console, it would be a, a next month or it's out today because it's already been out on PC for so long. But I guess we have to yeah. wait a little bit longer. But... I think getting Persona 3 Portable as part of this whole package was worth it, and it'll be worth the wait when everything comes out. And for Xbox players, you finally get something that's not Persona 4 Arena. (laughs) You (laughs) finally get an actual Persona game. So it's awesome for Xbox players, and they get it on Game Pass at some point. The last couple of things, we have Hollow Knight Silk Song. Still no, no date on that. Now, of course... They said all these games are coming out within the next year. So that would mean that this is coming out at the very latest by next June. But still, still no, no date on this. But this didn't come from an Indie World Showcase. This came no. from, this came from Xbox. Yeah, and it is still coming to all other platforms, but it is launching into Game Pass. The first Hollow Knight is on Game Pass right now. But yeah, I mean, this was, this unfortunately leaked like a few hours before that it was going to be in the presentation. Man, I'm so sick of leaks. We got another, we got like two other leaks later in the show and it's like, come on. 
Like, it's so much more fun when these things just happen organically. Like, the internet's been begging for Silk Song. No one was expecting it in this show. So if it had just shown up without people knowing, it would have been a huge deal. It still is a huge deal that we finally saw it again. Which, by the way, it looks really cool. Like, I, I want to play the first Hollow Knight. It's just so hard. It is a very hard game uh, and very punishing for when you die. Uh, but Silk Song looks really cool. And I'm excited to see what it finally is, because it was, it was supposed to just be a DLC, but it's obviously grown into something much larger than that. Uh, so, yeah, I, I was glad it was finally there. Yeah, on the leaks, it's even more disappointing when it's only a few hours. Like if we're talking yeah. about there's leaks of the game months or even a year in advance, it's like, OK, well, <laughs> we know about this now. But if it's a yeah. couple of hours, you could just wait. Why do you need to leak that now? It's going to be shown in literal hours. <laughs> Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Zach, do you have any interest in Hollow Knight slash Hollow Knight Silk Song? You know, I've, I've looked at Hollow Knight. I've you know, considered playing it, but never seriously. And I didn't see the leak, so I didn't know this was coming. And I didn't even know it existed. So big surprise for me uh, <laughs> if I ever <laughs> do decide to play Hollow Knight. And then last, we alluded to it earlier on. Hideo Kojima comes out and says, I'm working on something for Xbox. And then says goodbye. <laughs> so yeah, not not a whole lot to go off of there. And then he had to clarify later that he also has a good working relationship with Sony. This isn't like he's jumping ship and, and going over to going over to Xbox. He's an independent studio, so he can decide who he wants to work with on any given project. But we really know nothing. Just that he's working on a game for, and we know that it's going to be heavily cloud-based is the main thing that we know right now is that it will be based on xbox's cloud streaming architecture so that's really interesting and he also said it'll be like something you've never seen before which he also said about death stranding which i'm not sure if that turned out to be true uh, so i'll take that with a grain of salt yeah. for now but the cloud thing is interesting it's just going to be a cloud version only that's that's it. It's odd. <laughs> yeah, not a whole lot to go off of there, but something yeah. to look forward to in the future. Hideo Kojima makes good games, even if some of them are a little bit weird and not everyone likes them, but he does make very interesting games. So that is the Microsoft Bethesda showcase. Yeah, I think I think it was really solid. I think focusing one on gameplay and two on games that are coming out within the next year, a ton of them coming to Game Pass was huge. And I think it tied the whole show together and it kept things flowing because you're seeing a trailer and you're like, yeah, I'm going to be able to play this in the next year instead of, <laughs> okay, there's fable. When am I going to see that again? Maybe in the next three years, I'll, I'll see another trailer. It's super nice that you can watch this, this showcase and know that you're going to be playing a lot of these games on game pass within the next year. Yeah, and there are a few things that were interesting that we didn't even like fully talk about, like Cocoon, that new puzzle game from the Inside and Limbo creator. That looked really cool to me. Overwatch 2 got an early access date, which is a pretty big deal, maybe, if they can. I know Overwatch 1 kind of has a, it's a poor reputation right now. <laughs> uh, a Plague's Tale Requiem, I think, continues to look really cool. Uh, and then High on Life, that FPS from the Rick and Morty creators, I thought looked, looked pretty funny with the guns that talk and super cartoony. So, yeah, there was a lot here. There was a lot to like. And it wasn't even some of the big things we we maybe thought we were going to see, like a fable or like Indiana Jones or these other things that next year or whenever they're ready to come out within the next 12 months, so they can just roll out and be like, all right, everything's coming out in the next year again. 
I think it's a super cool way to do to do a presentation like this. Yeah, I guess that's why they didn't show contraband because they knew that thing was not going to be coming out in the next <laughs> nope. twelve months. No way, <laughs> we're not going to be seeing yep. gameplay in the next twelve months, let alone let alone releasing that thing. Yep. All right, that was Microsoft Bethesda. Let's get into the other big one, Summer Game Fest, and uh, uh, it was <laughs> very it was not boring. great. So Jeff Keeley came out a few days before the show on social media and was like, "Okay." temper your expectations you know it's not going to be a bunch of new stuff it's going to be stuff that you've already maybe seen maybe it's not going to set the world on fire and i think it was a good idea that he came out and said that ahead of time because that kind of is what this show was on this doc that we have here we really only have the capper i honestly can't remember most of what was in there do you guys have any anything else that you remember besides the big stuff Callisto Protocol got a big uh big gameplay showcase uh I think Mm -hmm. looks I mean people who are interested in Dead Space style games are really into it Uh, we got a quick look at Cuphead DLC gameplay which is out in like two weeks so I was personally excited for that but man it was just a ton of space horror games like seriously Goat Simulator 3 was there yeah oh yeah goat simulator and there's no goat simulator 2 which is i saw that on the internet very, i didn't even know that very interesting. so weird but yeah we were talking earlier about xbox and how in shows past the big weakness was that everything kind of felt the same whether it's the cg trailers or the style of game that they're showing off and it's hard to remember things that's one of the biggest issues here even if there was some cool games a lot of them were set in space and it's kind of hard to tell them apart there's at least two dead space inspired games that are going to be coming out and i think both of them were shown off here so it's like mm-hmm. which one was from which then we have the dead space remake that was not shown off here but that's also going to be coming out and when you have all of those showing back to back or very close to each other it's hard to remember any of them you kind of remember just oh there's a bunch of space games rather than oh, this game callisto protocol or this other game it's it's hard to distinguish which one is which and which one was shown off when Zach texts me during the showcase and says, uh, if if I see one more horror game based on a space station, I'm giving up gaming. And then there were like three more after he said that. Did you give up gaming, Zach? Is this is this your final I thought show? about it. I thought about it. Uh, but I've 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 backtracked. Uh, but I am still upset. And it was long. It was a long showcase. Yeah. With, two hours. With it was was it longer than Microsoft Bethesda, Xbox Bethesda, Xbox was, was an longer. hour 35 or something. 90 minutes, yep. And this one was like two hours. And this one had nearly nothing. Mm-hmm. Xbox, it was so nice how well-paced that was. I was never bored because it was always showing something new or something interesting. And here, it was a slog. Why don't we get into the biggest things? This uh, was shown off at the end and I believe was also leaked. Yes, uh, it was. Yep. Mm-hmm. Another another leak, which is By great. the PlayStation Store. Okay, so that's their own fault. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Last of Us Part 1 is announced for PS5. So this is a from-the-ground-up remake of The Last of Us. The original game seems to be taking more inspiration from The Last of Us Part 2 in terms of updating combat and mechanics to kind of modernize it for the new generation who can play it, even though they can play The Last of Us Remastered currently on, on PS5. Uh, but they showed that off with some side-by-side comparisons uh, from PS4 to PS5 with The Last of Us Remastered in this one. It's coming out September 2nd. 
coming to PC at some point. And here's the kicker, 70 bucks. This thing is $70. Logan, what did you think of Last of Us Part 1 and that price tag? All right. Well, I think, first of all, the game does look much better. Uh, it looks like what the flashback scenes of young Joel and Ellie looked like in part two. So I do really like that we're going to kind of have that visual consistency between part one and part two. I wish part two was coming on as a part of this, right? I wish mm-hmm. this was the last of us part one and part two PS5 version because the last of us two has a next gen upgrade. It does not have a PS5 release yet like they did for Uncharted 4 and Lost Legacy. So I'm like, why could that? You can more to me justify the 70 bucks. If you got both parts in there, part one is a, it is a complete remake, right? They, they, Neil Druckmann said that in the announcement. It is a from the ground up remake. $70 price tag is pretty tough to swallow, especially when remastered is on the PS Plus collection for PS5 owners. And it's surely on the, it's been a PS Plus game like two times, like for the monthly game. Yeah. Yep. And it's on the new um, the new collection thing, the new uh, PlayStation Plus Premium or whatever mm-hmm. that, that just came out. Like, there's so mm-hmm. many ways to play it. And now it's and $70 for this new version. If you're not on the subscription, you can buy it from the store. And I think it's base $20 and it's on yep. sale for 10 bucks constantly. Yeah. The Last of Us Remastered. So there's a very low barrier of entry for the remastered version. Yeah. And I mean, so that- it, it looks better. It does. Some there were some screenshots from like okay this looks better in parts and I don't know I, I don't know if I like <laughs> if I like the new version more or the the old version because they do kind of uh, change up characters looks a little bit beyond just crispening things up they do look a little bit different in some ways better in some ways maybe a little just a little bit different something to get used to but seeing those comparisons seventy dollars for that they didn't show a lot of the gameplay tweaks which I think would mm-hmm. have better justified a price tag, especially because this is coming out in a couple of months. Kind of weird mm-hmm. that they didn't show that off. But from what was shown here, that really was tough to swallow because it's like, okay, here's some yeah. graphical comparisons. I think there's more to the story here. I think that they also said there's going to be updated exploration. What does that mean? Yep. Is there going to be like a wide open area? Like, is this going to be like more a more liberal remake than maybe we're thinking right now? Like, is there going to be new content in this thing? Or is it just like, it's easier to pick stuff up now because we talked a lot about part two. It's story was great, but it's gameplay was significantly improved. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited that part one is getting the same gameplay overhaul to make it more in line with part two, because I think part two feels so much better to play than part one. And part of that is because Ellie is just more nimble and, and lighter and can jump and is different. But then we said, Abby played like Joel. So if, the new Joel and Last of Us Part 1 remake plays like Abby did in Part 2, I think it will feel significantly better. I think Part 1 is a little hard to go back to now compared to Part 2 and the Uncharted games. It's just a little bit clunkier gameplay-wise. So that I'm excited about. Um, I will play this at some point. I will not play it at launch for $70 is where I'm at. But Remastered never came to PC. So this is The Last of Us' first PC release and there is why I think it makes sense, because this is the first time it's coming to that platform uh, in this new remake, and it will sell millions there for sure. Oh, All yeah. of these Sony games that are coming to PC for the first time do sell really well, so that'll be big. Zach, yep. you're a big fan of Last of Us. You going to be playing this day one? Yeah, I'm a pretty big fan, and I'm probably going to play it day one, but I 
really hope that they add, they need to add content to justify that $70 price tag because I've played this game many times. So going back just with enhanced graphics, I mean, granted, it looks great, but $70, I'm going to need some new content, some new places to explore. Maybe I think they're reusing the dialogue from the original game with enhanced yep, facial animations. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if they recording new dialogue and patchworking it in, but I just want so, I new want content. I don't know. I just want new content. That's all I want. Yeah. Maybe the new content is the TV show. <laughs> the, yeah. And that's another thing too, right? So the show comes out next year. They just finished filming. They also announced that Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson will have significant roles in it, which I think is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. How many times do I need to experience this story? I mean, I love it. I love The Last of Us. It's very well documented here, but it's like, the remake comes out this fall and then the show comes out next year and is retelling the story from the original game that's also the remake. And it's like, man, I'm going to play this remake and then watch the show right after and be like, how many times do I need to see the story play out? <laughs> you need to see it running on PS3. Then you need to see it running on PS4 remastered from PS3. Then a PS5 mm -hmm. version. Then you need to see it live action. Yep. Very, very different ways to, to experience this. Yeah. And that wasn't the only bit of Last of Us news. We've known for a while that with The Last of Us Part 2, they were working on a multiplayer mode for that. And that has since ballooned in size and has become much larger scoped. And it's going to be its own standalone multiplayer game with its own narrative. And we don't know much about it. They showed off one piece of concept art that shows San Francisco. Basically, you see the Golden Gate Bridge in the background. So... San Francisco, so that's all we really know. But now we do know that this has gone beyond just a Last of Us Part 2 multiplayer update, and it's now its own fully-fledged thing. Logan, are you interested in a multiplayer Last of Us with its own story? Zach and I were talking about this. If it's just like Team Deathmatch, but then there's like a story for like hitting certain milestones, no. If it's like multiplayer last of us like here are these levels where you go through and fight clickers and runners and bloaters and what's the new one what are the new ones called shamblers from part two it has been and... so long i forgot it's been a little while <laughs> and like we're there together as these two new or three new characters that sounds cool that sounds really fun um so i guess it depends what it looks like because originally this was just gonna be like factions which i'm not super interested in there's only there's only very specific multiplayer games that I am interested in playing online and the last of us gameplay against other people. That's not really what I play the last of us for. So it really depends what this thing looks like. Yeah, I completely agree. I'm very much hoping it is a multiplayer, like a co-op story option set in San Francisco with brand new characters, brand new everything. Um, and of course it'll probably include like a factions mode. I'm, I'm I'm oh, for sure. Completely, yeah. I'm completely sure about that, but I'm hoping that that story content is included as well. Or even I hope just like that's a firefight the... mode, like arenas mm -hmm. with like waves of enemies. That would even be fun for me. I think to to hop yeah. in and play multiplayer. I mean, they say that the scope has increased significantly, so it's got to be more than more than factions. And you would hope that it's more than just that same gameplay loop with added story content just randomly interspersed that <laughs> that seems like kind of a cop out if you're working on it for that long and that's really all you added i would hope that there's more but we don't have much to go off of because all they had to show was uh one piece of concept art more news will be coming out next year 
Before we get into uh, a couple other smaller showcases that were shown off, were you guys at all surprised that Sony decided to show this off at Summer Game Fest instead of saving it for either the state of play that they already had or if they're going to be doing another state of play in the future for, for the summer that they would show it there. Uh, Logan, you were, you were I guess this tells that. me that la- the last two years they've done their showcase in like September. This told me that they're going to do it in September again, and we're not going to hear about their first party lineup until then. I mean, maybe there'll be like a God of War standalone thing like they did for horizon uh, before that game came out. But like, Last of Us Part 1 comes out on September 2, so I think we'll hear from Sony the week after for their showcase. That's what this told me, because otherwise you absolutely save it for your own announcement. I sent, when it leaked, I sent it to the chat because I, I, I wouldn't spoil leaks for announcements that were coming that day because I like, like I said earlier, I like to experience those. But no part of my mind thought this is showing up today at Summer Game Fest. I was like, oh, wow, this leaked early before whatever Sony's next thing is. I'll send this to, to Kevin and Zach. And then it showed up at the end of Summer Game Fest. And I'm like, that is just bizarre. I just did not see that coming at all. Yeah, I, I, I would think that they they hold that for they just did a show. Why wasn't that? Why wasn't it there for that? Because it was third party only, and they wanted to stick to that to not like. I, I actually yes, kind of appreciate yeah. it. You set expectations and say this is third party only. If you break it and bring The Last of Us, no one will ever believe your expectations again. So then, when all their true. dreams don't come true at every event, they'll be like, "Oh, this event sucked." But they said, "Hey, it's third party only," and it was, and we loved that event with Street Fighter, Resident Evil, and, and everything else. I guess it's, I forgot that they even announced that it was <laughs> that it was third party only. Yeah. I guess that means that they don't have a lot to show for right now. We have God of War and Last of Us coming out this year. Pretty, and that's that's about it. Let's get into some other smaller shows. We have Capcom. There was not not a whole lot there. I mean, there was more Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. So I'll throw it to you guys for that. It seemed like there was a fair amount of new stuff showing off with new monsters, a new map, other content. The, the, this thing comes out in a couple of weeks at the end of the month. See anything there that really piques your interest ahead of launch, Zach? Yeah, it was definitely good to see a new map. Um, the map looked really good, so it was good to see that ahead of launch. Uh, the big thing, I think, was the monsters that they released were, I, I, from what I can tell from Twitter, pretty big fan favorites, Gore Magala and Espinos, I believe they're called. Mm-hmm. So the internet was pretty happy about that. We're not pre fifth generation players, so we don't know them very well. We just know our, know Gore Magala from the really terrible live action movie that we watched. Uh, <laughs> That's true fan talking. Uh-huh. Yeah. Watch the movie. Yeah. Uh, and then they did announce that there is a demo for Sunbreak out right now came out yesterday last night that we are gonna check out it's a very hard uh advanced quest for the flagship monster malzano as well as a less hard quest for astalos a new monster coming out uh for sunbreak so we're excited to try that out later um we'll have more to talk about on that probably next week yeah i think that both of those demo quests take place in the separate new areas because there's two new areas so i think we're mm-hmm. gonna get go get to play in both new areas before the game comes out which is pretty cool yeah so we'll get and try those out so they led in with that and then uh exo primal was shown off it's <laughs> it's a game it's a they game. <laughs> i mean dino combat is is cool but 
when they were talking about some of the different game modes and they were hyping it up like it's supposed to be these really cool thing and it's like oh you have to go and defeat a certain amount of enemies or in this one you have to bring this item to this other location and guard it and like every single game like this has this why are you trying to hype up these game modes these game modes are standard fare for all these games it was i don't know it doesn't look great i have nothing more to say on it it's very forgettable to me and then resident evil coming out they're talking a lot about resident evil first with resident evil 8 it's getting a dlc expansion with new story content mercenaries third person mode and a gold edition that kind of packages all of that together with the base game that's out on October 28th. And then Resident Evil 4 had a little bit more shown off. Not a whole lot. Just kind of they showed the same trailer for uh, when it was announced. And it's like, come on, don't do have that. that. No one's watching this that didn't <laughs> watch the state of play. And then you have Resident Evil 7, 2, and 3 getting current gen versions, which is always cool. Bringing these games up and and bringing them to, to current gen consoles. Anything from the Resident Evil showcase that piqued your interest, Zach? You uh, you enjoyed Resident Evil Two. I did. I really enjoyed Resident Evil Two, and for some reason, the biggest thing that stood out to me for this was the third person mode for Resident Evil Village. Uh, this I haven't played Village. I'm not really super into first person horror, but I'm more into third person horror for some reason. So that actually attracts me more to that game, and you know, it's coming out at the perfect time just around Halloween. So who knows? I agree. Yeah. I thought the third person mode was super cool. Like I never expected that. I never expected them to do that. They didn't do that in seven. Uh, so they just been throwing these, these things into VR, the first person one. <laughs> so to see that was super cool. And I probably still won't play it, but it made me more likely to, cause that I think that that's first person is too scary, too real. Yeah. It's easier to swallow <laughs> when it's not you, you know, it's yep. uh, mm-hmm. exactly. you're watching somebody else get decapitated or whatever <laughs> and that that's a pretty big change you really have to kind of change up how the game plays to work in a different camera style like that so it's cool mm-hmm. that they would they would go back and and add that in alongside all of this other dlc content that you all get at the same if you buy the dlc or you buy the gold edition with the base game you get all that content you get the story you get you get the uh the third person camera and you get the mercenaries mode so it's nice that they're all kind of packaged together as one thing yeah, and the new DLC story expansion is just a third-person thing. Like, it's not first-person. The I don't remember what it's called anymore, but it spoiled the end of Village PS. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was a choice when you're announcing, like, oh, all this stuff, if you've never played the game before, buy it. By the way, here's a, here's a big spoiler for the ending of the game. <laughs> no one's buying the Gold Edition now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I already I know how it ended. And that was it. That was... That was the Capcom oh, and the, and the um, oh. oh, and they have some arcade stuff. There was a teaser. Stuff. There was a teaser for what was it? I'm totally forgetting the name of the game now. Oh gosh, Dragon's Dogma. Is that what it's called? Oh, they're going to be doing a Dragon's Dogma showcase later. Yes, where they're probably going to announce like a sequel to that game or something. Um, yeah, they didn't do that in this been, showcase. Yeah, which is weird. Why didn't? Yeah, they? yeah. <laughs> we need to have a different showcase for this, and it's going to be like a few days later. Yeah, Dragon's Dogma 10th anniversary event tease, but no sequel announcement. That's going to be on Thursday, which is the what same day as the Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy. thing, which and we will not cover. Oh it, man, we much, have to see much more exciting. Yeah, it, it, if it's not there, uh, I'm gonna 
I'm going to be really surprised because that I would be this is specifically for Final Fantasy VII. If you're going to show part two anywhere, it would be here. Mm-hmm. So it's got to show up. I want it to come out this fall. Me too. I, I would love so that. Oh. Yep. I was talking that to Zach would... about this too. I said, I, they said 16's basically done, but it's not coming out until next year. And I feel like we were on the show saying that's because they don't want Forspoken to get totally overshadowed. But maybe they don't care about that game anymore. And they're like, it's <laughs> because it Final die. Fantasy VII is actually coming out in November. Oh, wow. Whoa, that would if be awesome. Forspoken just gets absolutely <laughs> slaughtered by Final yeah. Fantasy VII instead of Final Fantasy XVI. If yeah, not, it feels about that so early week. to show it. It feels so early because they're like... We know that 16 is coming next summer, so we're not seeing this game for two years at the least if they show it off this Thursday. So I, w- I want to see it for this fall. That would be amazing. We will know on next week's show. We'll be talking yep. about it on next week's show. And one last little bit. This was on the Day of the Dev Showcase. There's a bunch of cool little indie games. There was one where you're hopping around between different shadows, which I thought was really interesting. You're this little shadow creature. And you have to platform through shadows of objects and people and things to get to the end of the level. That one was interesting. But the one for me, this was shown off in an Indie World showcase, correct? Oh, uh, yeah, uh, originally, yeah. Uh, a couple of years ago. Baron Breakfast, it finally gets a release date of July 28th. To be honest, this, this is the game I'm probably most excited for, which sounds a little bit ridiculous, but it looks super good. Uh, they said their inspiration was from Theme Hospital, which is super cool. Came from the from the late '90s of just like crafting a hospital and having to build out these different rooms and have different needs for different people. It also gave me a little bit of Zoo Tycoon vibes, just in the sense of like you create these spaces and you have to. There's like a checklist of of different things that they need to have in the room, kind of like in Zoo Tycoon. It was you made this enclosure and they needed to have specific things in there to be happy in that area, but. Just really excited to see this thing finally coming out. It got delayed, but it's finally coming out on July 28th. Really excited for it. Logan, you were you were pretty interested in it too, right? Yeah, I think it looks awesome. <laughs> I'm really excited about this game. Just super unique. I'm really trying to get into more indie games. I feel like I've been saying that the last few weeks on this show because I think that we, we get tired of a lot of the AAA sameness and the most interesting things I feel like are being done in the indie space. And so I'm trying to get into more, and this is one I'll definitely pick up. It looks awesome. And then another one I threw a trailer on here for. Oh yeah, we have we have one more. Before we get into that, I'll just say that I really like the animated uh, little trailer that they had before showing off some of the gameplay for Baron Breakfast. It was yeah, me too. <laughs> it was super cute, super well done. Yeah, you have uh, one more game that you wanted to show, Logan. This was from Devolver Digital's. Yeah, it it's yeah, it's called There's a lot of showcases. Uh, the Plucky Squire, and it's coming to all consoles next year. And it's like this, it's about this little guy who kind of looks like Link, who is in this like storybook and he's doing like a punch out style game where he's like dodging this bear. And uh, it's very much puzzle combat, like punch out, like a Zelda like game. But then he leaves the storybook and is exploring like this living room where there's like different household objects. He just has to navigate around combat in the living room. And then, uh, kind of like a link between worlds or super mario odyssey where you go on the wall for these 2d sections he'll like go on a coffee mug and it'll become this like 2d side scroller where he's like walking around the side of the coffee mug and it just looks gorgeous it has that kind of similar links awakening art style in the real world just looks super creative really cool Uh, that was 
maybe my highlight of this entire thing, along with the Hot Wheels DLC for Forza <laughs> that I'm most excited for. The Plucky Squire looks super cool and is coming out next year. All right. That is a lot of the showcases. Again, there's some smaller ones that uh, that we didn't really get to talk to talk about. There's a bunch of uh, smaller ones, and we're still waiting on Nintendo. We'll see whenever... <sighs> Whenever they do theirs, hopefully by the end of this month. We've got two other little bit bits of news before we get into the rumor roundup <laughs> to wrap up this week's show. We've got God of War Ragnarok. We were talking about Sony before of, of what they have on deck for this year. And it seems like God of War Ragnarok is going to be coming out in November. Sounded like it got delayed maybe from earlier in the fall in September. But according to this report, from Bloomberg, we'll be seeing it this year in November. What did you guys think of that, Zach? Was, was your prediction that it was going to come out this year? Or was that the prediction Mine from was, last year that it was going to come out? That. Oh, that was you. Yeah. Uh, Zach predicted that have, it got delayed, right, to this year? I can't I remember. don't People remember. Are, <laughs> we predicted I'm not, a lot of things I'm about not, God of War. You know, after hearing nothing for so long, I have been pretty adamant that it's not coming out this year, no matter how confident they seemed, but they still seem very confident. So if they think it's coming out in November, we better see something soon because that's only like five months away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hope it makes it. I made the prediction that the big three games would all make it out this year and two of them have been delayed. This is the last one standing. Uh, I think it's I think it's going to come out this year. Uh, this always of the three uh, Starfield Zelda and this one this always seemed like the one that was most likely to hit this year for me uh, and yeah November makes a lot of sense there's not a lot that month right now that we really know of uh, we know Pokemon is coming out in November um, so but there's no big Xbox game no big PlayStation game right now so yeah makes a lot of sense how's how's your God of War journey going Logan did you uh, we have not played in a while um, I've given up super busy the last few weeks but I am really close to the end like I looked up this uh, gameplay video of like the entire thing, and it's like 11, 11 hours or something like that. This guy who speed ran it, and I of his speed run, I have like two hours to go. So I'm very close to the end. I, I can probably knock it out in like two more sessions. We just need to pick it up again. Get ready for when Ragnarok comes out. Yeah, I like it. I like God of War now. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna hop in day one again? $70? We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> You're going to get swept up in the hype, buy it, put it down for three years, come back and be like, wow, this is great. It's, <laughs> I don't, game. I still don't love it nearly as much as the world does. I don't get the hype. I don't get that it's like, this is the greatest game of all time hype, but it's fun. It's a good game. Fun combat. Yeah. Cool, uh, cool visuals. Good story. Yeah, I, I didn't really get the whole, like, yes, this is the best game on PS4 or anything mm -hmm. like that. I think it's a great game to play on PS4, but. Maybe it's just not my type of game. It's no Uncharted 4. Come on. No, it is not. It isn't. All right, last bit of news. This uh, is is very fresh. This just dropped a little bit ago. There may be a Fire Emblem game coming out soon. Yes. Because there were apparent screenshots of a finished game that have supposedly leaked, and this is ahead of a possible nintendo direct at the end of this month so that that could be a headliner of that showcase we've got the warrior style style fire emblem game coming out but this looks like pretty definitive evidence that a new fire emblem game is going to be coming out 
soon. Mm-hmm. Logan, what, what did you see from this? Well, first, I'll say this was one of my predictions for the Direct we still haven't gotten, so I'd be very excited if that was true. But yeah, so a leak came out uh, basically from Emily Rogers, who has leaked a lot of things over the years. This was yesterday, detailing this game. And then these screenshots came out after that, and they line up with a lot of the things that she, that she said. So this is looking pretty real. Um, yeah, the screenshots definitely look like Fire Emblem. You've got the same kind of camera, third-person perspective, like when Byleth was running around the school in three houses here with this protagonist with very long, half-blue, half-red hair. Uh, and then you have another screen that is like showing the two characters' relationships. Like you can have level CBA like in every Fire Emblem game, so that looks very traditional. Um, and then kind of the, the dialogue between characters, which we've seen before, like being able to pick who you want to have a conversation with. So this looks very real to me. I've been saying it's time for a new Fire Emblem. Uh, so, yeah, I, I definitely think we're going to see them in, in the direct coming up. All right. Do we want to get into Rumor Roundup to wrap up this show? Sure. Let's do it. Is it a rumor, rumor this week? Is it news? It's news. <laughs> There's, a news. There's a lot to pick from. There's a lot to pick from. There's a lot going on. I only picked one. So um, we, we'll have more for future rumor roundups. Uh, but basically, this was an interview with VGC. And Takashi Izuka uh, was, was saying some things about how about the negative fan feedback online. Uh, basically saying that fans don't understand Sonic Frontiers. So here was the the quote. It's not really that surprising. We do realize everyone is just kind of reacting to the videos they saw, and because they don't understand what this new gameplay is, they're kind of comparing it to other games that they already know. So we do see a lot of people saying, oh, it's kind of like this, it's kind of like that, but it's not like this, it's not like that. And really, the team is going out and creating this new game format for Sonic, and we're calling it Open Zone Format. And this new game system itself is something that doesn't really exist in any other comparable titles. So we really hope that from here until launch, we can really explain what Open Zone gameplay is. And they also said that they are not going to um, that they are not going to delay this game based on negative fan feedback. So. It looks like it's coming out this year. And also, real quick, before I, I hand it over to you guys, I do want to say people are playing this game at Summer Game Fest. Some more impressions are coming out. I, I'd like to talk about it more next week when we have more time. But the big takeaway for me was that there are two modes. There is, like, beginner mode and hard mode. Hard mode is faster. Sonic is at the full speed they want him to be at. And beginner mode sounds like he more plots around at the Lost World pace. So mm-hmm. knowing that there is that fast speed mode is very good for me. It's very good that we know that. I just want to say that if you're accusing your fans of not understanding <laughs> the gameplay that you chose to show off, then you showed off the wrong gameplay. You should have showed off something that was more comprehensive of what you wanted your fans to understand. Yeah, I think just, that's the big takeaway that here. Yeah. If if we don't understand it and they're saying we hope that we can explain it to you. Yeah, I hope you can because you have several months before this game comes out to show us what this game is going to be. And you're talking about how this is something entirely new and it's open zone. You didn't explain any of that in the show. You dumped Sonic into this world and had him run around in it. And what are we supposed to take from that? We're supposed to take, oh, this is like other open world games that we've played with Sonic stuck in it because that's all we got shown. And now you're accusing us of not understanding the open zone idea that you really didn't explain very well at all is is a little bit baffling. And yeah, I I really hope that you can explain it well in the next couple of months because you've done a quite poor job with the rollout of information and trailers of this game. I think that it showed 
incredibly poorly when it first got revealed that first gameplay. And now that we're starting to see more of it, it's starting to look better. But I wonder mm -hmm. if there's going to be any damage from the fact that the first thing that they showed off was not good. Yeah, it's this is one of the worst reveal cycles for a game I have ever seen for any game ever in my life. This is just so horrible how they are revealing this game. They're like, you just don't get it. Yeah, the, the gameplay chunk you debuted does not look like any of the, the leaked footage I saw of uh, people trying this game out at Summer Game Fest, like where they were just playing it for themselves. Like, I feel like they were in, in the in the footage Sega provided for that initial gameplay trailer. I feel like they were trying so hard to show off how big the world was and just like, let's just like pan the camera around to this world as Sonic like walks along. Then the gameplay I saw, which also, by the way, included like a five second snippet of one of the traditional 3D levels, which looked awesome. Like it looked really, really cool. Like why aren't we seeing those things? Like it looks really good. Like I'm getting excited for this game and the way they're going about it is just not good at all. Yeah, I want to learn more about it. I want to learn more about the more traditional Sonic zones. I want to learn more about this skill tree and different combat uh, things that you can learn. Yep. And we just haven't really seen any of that. You just don't they, understand. I just don't <laughs> understand it. What I do understand yeah. is that you can go up to the top of a little tower and get some sort of item and then mm -hmm. and then go back down, down the tower. And then turn a turn a statue to the left and get through a door. That's what I understand from that yeah. initial trailer. Yep. Well, we still have some time. We're halfway through the month and it's the summer of Sonic Frontiers on or the month of sonic frontiers on ign correct so it is yeah. you would hope that they have some more to show off of that more interesting stuff beyond just this open one open area that that we've seen at the yeah. start yeah it's looking better than it was a couple of weeks ago Definitely. which is good because it looked mm -hmm. dire <laughs> just at the start of the month when we saw that first trailer I sat here and bad. said it's looking like the worst case scenario, but it's not anymore. It's not anymore. Yeah. Well, we should be talking more about that next week. So that should be fun because there have been a lot more uh, gameplay stuff coming out. And I'm sure that we'll have uh, more shown off from IGN within the next week. We'll be talking a lot about Sonic. I really hope that we get some sort of full showcase of a traditional Sonic level. That that's what I want to see that and more of the combat slash skill tree. I think that's interesting. And I want to see how that works. I want to know if there's more biomes than just this grassy area we've seen the entire time. Or is that it? Like, I need is it like worried. the one hub yeah. open world? And then you go to the different zones within the one yeah. open hub. We don't know. Well, you don't understand. Some yeah, leaks. That, <laughs> no, you're going to lose. We just don't understand. <laughs> Uh, some leaks that have proven to be pretty accurate to this point have said there will be multiple biomes. So okay. We'll see if that's true. Did those feature dead Amy or was that a different? <laughs> She's no, dead those were in the every leaks biome. that said there was going to be like a, okay. a female AI voice, which there is. Okay. Yeah. And that was the same one that said dead Amy. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. When no, we get to the release, I'm really excited to go back to some of these rumors and see what's real. Me too. If that's real, we've been talking about it for months. Uh-huh. All right, that will be it. Any final thoughts on the showcases uh, that we saw in the past week before we wrap up? I have three final thoughts. Wow, okay. Final thought number one, 
is yep. Mario Strikers Battle League. We have to talk about it more next week because the multiplayer is extremely disappointing in that you cannot pair up with three other teammates online to play 4v4. The only way to play with four people on one team online is if you have two two pairs of people playing locally. So if Zach and I were in the same room and if Kevin mm-hmm. and another fourth Somebody person else. were in the same room, we could link up and four of us could play on the same team together. But as of now, you can only pair up with one person. And that sucks. It totally sucks because I have this battle league that Kevin is in and like nine other people are in at this point. We have like a battle league of 10 people. And it's like, I wanted to play with, with two of my friends at the same time the other night, but I was like, all right, which one of you should we, I play with first. And then we played for like a half hour. Then I played with the other guy for like a half hour. And it's like, that's just really disappointing. That's thought number one. I will say a quick thing on, on, on strikers. Uh, I am kind of disappointed with it not uh, gonna gonna be honest i've had oh, yeah? the game for about a what week about the gameplay i think i've realized that i like that more arcadey style rather mm-hmm. maybe it's that i really need to dig in to to the gear and i really need to dig in to the different more advanced uh options that that you can do but i've had the game for a week and you know, when you have a new game, usually you have like a burning desire. Like, I really want to play this game. I got to get back to it. And I have rarely had that thought. I've owned Strikers and my brain has not really ever gone. Man, I really want to play it. I've been playing Stardew Valley instead. Uh-huh. Like my brain at the end of the day does not want to play Strikers. It wants to play Stardew Valley. And we'll talk. I'll talk about that more next week of just that whole arcadey thing and why I think for some people, that's not going to be an issue, but for other people, it may be a much bigger detriment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also, I still love I still love the gameplay. I still love how it plays. I still have been playing online a lot and really, really enjoy it. I just wish I could play with more people because I still think the gameplay is, is really good. But yeah, we can get more into that next week. Thought number two is a Sonic Origins comes out soon, and I wish I had a physical version because I really want to own a physical copy of that game because it looks pretty cool. And final thought three is Zach played the quarry. Oh, com- finished? <laughs> I played the whole thing. It wasn't wow. crazy long. It it's only short. took like okay. 10 hours. <laughs> it's easy when everyone dies at the end. Oh, my my oh, run did not end through. well. It did so not you got go well it at like, the end. You were going perfect and then it just all fell apart at the we end. We had one accident halfway through and I was like, well, I can save the rest of them. I ended with four out of nine. Oh, <laughs> wow. man. Yep. Dang. You're going to play again? <laughs> Yeah, uh, once you beat it, you unlock a mode that's like a, you get three do-overs if someone dies. So we might oh, try out. I played it with a couple of friends. They were watching me play it. Um, I'll blame the poor decision-making on them. It wasn't me. Uh, <laughs> was it decision-making or was it holding the I I never screwed up <laughs> a single quick time event or a holding your breath event. Those all went perfect. It was just, I'm a little upset because some decisions, it's either hide or run. One of them's going to get you killed. You have no way to know. You just that's, have no way to know. That's real life. That's yep, how it exactly. would work. That's 100%. how it if you were really there. I made <laughs> some poor run when I should have hid decisions at the end that resulted in two deaths at one time and one death that just came out of nowhere. Oh, man. Well, now you know. Now you yep, know where exactly. to hide and where to run. Mm-hmm. We should hear more about that game next week, though. Big show next week. We're teasing next week's show a lot. Yeah. We've got the quarry. We've got strikers. We've got presumably more Sonic information to talk about. Yeah. yeah. Should be fun. And just waiting on Nintendo. Yep. 
But that's going to do it for us on this week's episode of Ode to Games. We're here on Thursdays or Fridays, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, other podcast streaming services that you may use. YouTube at Ode to Games has the video version of the podcast every week. You can find us on Twitter at Ode to Games. You can send an email to odegamescast at gmail.com. For Logan and Zach, I'm Kevin. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week.